You don't go in there because that's mine. So, uh, and, uh, you'll put something going there. Why not? Because it's too dangerous. Too dangerous for whom? For you. Welcome to the basement. Welcome Jim. to the basement. What up, though? Yo, growing up, I only ever had two constants in my life. My granddad's basement and my granddad's basement. There's something you can ride to, something you can vibe to, something you can chill to, something you can smoke to, something that'll make you think, something that'll make you feel good. I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe. How deep you want to go? How deep you want to go? How deep you want to go? So much traffic. So much traffic. So many people in in Tucson right now. Every day. Like, it was wild to see March, April, May, June, and then uptick start, like, in the summer. July, August, September. Like, all of a sudden, it's just a bunch of people here. A bunch of fucking people, man. It's, It's wild, and there's just... There's less peace and quiet, and I don't know if that's um, if it's temporary or or what the deal. But I don't know. I guess microscopically, microscopically, it doesn't really doesn't really fuck up my days. It just kind of fucks up my mentality. So I guess that's within me to shift that. But before we kick off, um, rest in peace, Roger Houston. We lost we lost a good granddad right before Christmas time. Uh, the other day, so that's the uh, cat out the bag, the little family emergency I alluded to on the last podcast. If you uh, if you so cho- chose to uh, to roll to roll with me on that one, uh, but yeah, we lost a good granddad. Uh, my stepmom calls me a few days ago. Hey, grandpa's all fucked up. Basically, let me just put my own spin on it. My step my stepmother didn't say this. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but he's all fucked up. He's got a urinary tract infection. He's got pneumonia. He's got uh, COVID. And he's got COPD, cardiovascular something, pulmonary disease. And I guess that is, I don't know if that's something that he already had uh, or if that was like something that the COVID turned it into. I mean, and I don't know how somebody gets a, a UTI. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It seems, seems pretty fucked up. It seems like there's a bunch of things, uh, that were going on at the same time. And I got admitted to the hospital. Things were, things were interesting at the hospital in and out, erratic behavior, just out of character behavior. Uh, just mine, not right. And all the while oxygen levels are going down. Uh, Oh, that's not great for, for just life and day to day. And COPD makes your, I guess your, the carbon monoxide that's in your blood. I guess there's, there's little bits of carbon monoxide just in the air. So then there's some level of that are, are, is, is lethal. So it's carbon monoxide levels were increasing while his oxygen levels were decreasing. Uh, so that's what COPD does. So, so, and then it was just issues getting them on, on oxygen and then things weren't looking great. And then all of a sudden grandpa got better. 
All right. Cool. It's good. Talking to people on the phone. Seemingly like looking all right. The 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 treatments uh, for the COVID were working. They got the the antibiotics kicking. Like we can we can handle the urinary tract infection. Just get these oxygen levels back up and and be all good. And then boom, overnight things shifted. Oh, we got to put Grandpa on a ventilator. Well, that's not that's not great <laughs> by by any stretch of uh, uh, life, but for for anyone. So okay. Where everybody just on standby, locked up in, in in the in the ICU COVID unit, um, bam, kind of organs start to start to go, okay, bam, multiple organ failure. This is just an hours, not even like a day. Like this is just hours, maybe like 10, 12 hours. Things shifted to when like shit's like seemingly all good. He's on the phone, like eating seemingly himself. And to hours later to be no ventilator and then to multiple organ failure, nothing more we can do. Um, Things really, really like shifted the Christmas spirit uh, in a a chunk of my family. So I roll up as as I'm rolling up uh, the other day. um, Boom, he had like just just passed just just minutes before just just locked up and my stepmom was able to go in there and see her dad and i think my sister was able to go in as well um so and then i ended up just staying the night there kicking it for a little bit and then uh came back down they're they're a couple hours away so I came back down to the crib uh, after kicking it there for a little bit so that's that's kind of what i had going on over the last few days and then we hit christmas and that was just uh, just a joy. Well, Christmas Eve, fam. Uh, my mother-in-law was over with the boys, so fam. We had uh, we had little pizzas. We 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 made our own pizzas at the house. We didn't like do from scratch dough. Maybe we try to do that. Throw that into the traditions. But that's what we do on Christmas Eve. Do little pizzas. Uh, kick it. And then Christmas morning, do Santa gifts. So my boys got spoiled. And then family breakfast. And then. Uh, my mother-in-law and brother-in-law come over and then we do family gifts. So real, you know, real small, real intimate, pretty much how we, we've always kept it, how it's always been. It's never been a uh, too big a crowd, uh, especially for the most important moments. I mean, we had like, I don't even know if we had 40 people at our wedding. I like to say it was like 50 with the caterers, but that, that, that's like it. Like I don't, it, that's max, 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 like that I'm probably forgetting people, but I remember counting like maybe like 43 some people like that max and that might have been still counting the caterers that's the only people we had to hire out so we did uh we got married by a relative we got photographs by a relative we got music uh rented the equipment and had uh my brother-in-law ran the sounds he's he's into the sounds, so he dj'd uh we just put on playlists and it was a beautiful beautiful night but anyways uh small small tight crowd and and it's uh it, it was nice to see my boys get spoiled on Christmas after going through, you know, a significant family event on one hand and then being able to come home and be around people who are actually just a little bit removed from from the situation, who, you know, have a, a different perspective on the moment. So it was nice to be able to get uplifted by the by the family and do the Christmas thing and then have breakfast and dinner. We do like a nice big Christmas breakfast, French toast and then uh 
uh, Christmas dinner, and then the boys had lunch in between. I think adults just kind of grazed and snacked all day. People went about went about their business, and they reconvened for dinner time. So it was nice to to break away from from that. And then uh, and today it was just then it was a, you know a long holiday weekend, uh, not a lot, a couple of phone calls, and rolling into this 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 beautiful. Uh, oh, and the weather, the weather over the weekend, the Christmas weekend was was gorgeous. It was some. It was into the 70s just t-shirt weather on christmas day and saturday and sunday oh it was just it was it was a beautiful just the air was was clean and crisp the sun was out just shining just oh man it was it it was beautiful days for sure and then we roll into monday that's today it's overcast and windy windy day in tucson tucson windy days are there's plenty of them a year, and each one as annoying as the one before. And sometimes it's it's even more rough. But today's one of those windy Tucson days when I got the I got the window cracking and some fresh air. It's a little chilly. I'd like to have it a little more wide open, but with that does come the dust. But that's all good, man. I'm just going to sit back, sip on this latte. I, I decided to work from home today. I went into the office first thing Monday morning. It's it's one of our more important meetings. Just catch up. Any Are there any fires going on to over the weekend catch up on, on business? This was a long holiday weekend. People hadn't seen each other in, in, in days. We generally don't go that long of the team without seeing each other. Uh, so we roll into this Monday's meeting. Uh, it's like in progress. I'm st- I step in just uh, at like 9.01 or 9.02 or something. Uh, they waited for me, but we kicked off the meeting and I look around and, and I had, I had a little cough last week and, you know, I, you know, I kept my mask on. I got a little, I'm, I have my own office. So I try to just be in there on my own. You know, we get in team meetings. I tried to keep my mask on. I probably should have been a little bit more responsible about it, but like, I just had a cough and I'm pretty sure I knew where I came from. I, I wasn't sick by any means, feeling, feeling great, feeling fine. And this and then today I roll in and these motherfuckers all got the sniffles, coughing, watery eyes, like just not feeling like motherfuckers were sick. Dry coughs. I was like, oh y'all got some like legit congestion going on. I just had a, I had a loose cough for a little bit and I think it came from just being outside out in the hot tub, but it being cold outside. I think I just grabbed a little cough uh, from not respecting the, the the crisp Arizona air because it cooled off for, for a couple of weeks there, a week and a half, two weeks. It was it was pretty cold overnight and I was getting out of my hot tub and like cooling off from being in the hot tub because like so if you get out the hot tub, you're all hot, come inside and you're just dripping wet with sweat for, you know, maybe another 10, 15 minutes or whatever. You know, and I like to not be sweating when I get in the shower, I like to take a quick rinse off, get that chlorine off me before hopping in the bed. So I roll in. So I sit outside of the outside of the hot tub for a few minutes. And I think when I sat outside in that cool, crisp, you know, it was like in the 40s, definitely. That it was definitely in the 40s. I don't think it hit. I wasn't out when it was too cold. I don't think it got into the 30s here recently at all. But it was definitely in the 40s. And, you know, I got I, you know, I think I developed a cough from just being out in the cold like that, just breathing in the air smoker. So lungs lungs don't recover as as quickly as, you know, you'd like to think they would smoking ain't doing no harm to me. Yeah, well, you got that that cough lingering probably could have had it cleared up in two, three days. And I just do a, a few cough drops and I 
talk all the time. So it's a little hard for me to, to get over a cough, even smoke considered, like even taking that out of the equation, like it's, uh, it's something, but these motherfuckers were sick today, like sick, not feeling well, like, like all, like three of the five people who were in there. I'm like, what the, f- hold up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So we finished out the meeting and I, I got a little antsy in there. We wrapped it up pretty quickly uh, and, and got to business, but I just, I just left. I flat out left. I was like, y'all, uh-uh, I'm y'all too sick. I'm, I'm going to work from home. So <laughs> I was just like, uh-uh, COVID just hit the family. I'm, I'm just, I'm a little, you know, just like you get in a car accident, you get a little gun shy on the gas pedal if you get in a car accident that you you know from a little bit of a fender bender you just kind of become hyper alert and like I just my grandpa just got real sick and died so like I'm a little leery to be around sickness right now because I'm ultimately I'm feeling feeling well feeling fine and I did learn uh like asymptomatic people like generally aren't carriers and I mean like I'm being O blood type. If you haven't looked into blood type studies for COVID-19, I mean, I can't regurgitate it, but like O, O blood type people are less susceptible from my understanding. Anybody feels to feel free to can knock this down. Let me know. Granddad's basement at gmail.com. Just, just shoot it my way. But I'm pretty sure it still stands like O blood type are less likely to, to be carriers and to be able to be infected or affected by COVID-19, at least on, um, the more drastic level, you know, taking underlying health conditions uh, out of the equation, you know, throw those back in. Yeah, anybody becomes susceptible because you don't know, you know, we got a, a lot of, you know, people got pre-existing health conditions. But myself, as a healthy, you know, relatively young speaking uh, human, like I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna be all right, and I'm not too susceptible to really getting any too many other people sick anyways. And within all this, like, I feel like I've been and am and remain pandemic ready. Like I'm, I do, I am out and about, I am interacting with people, but I do it almost in the same manner as I always have. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's, there's minimal touching and a lot of, a lot of hand washing. There's now, you know, with all this going on, I do hit the hand sanitizer a little bit more, but I don't know. I think everybody has their own little routine and we're starting to figure out some type of new sense of normal that this is here to stay vaccine or not. And I don't know about y'all. And I don't want to get on. I wasn't planning on getting on this type of soapbox or not. But I mean, do we vaccines generally take like five, eight or like 15, 20 years to develop? All right. And. You know, it just doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't quite make sense what they're pushing out right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go. I don't want to go down down that rabbit hole. Uh, I'm not anti-vax. I'm pro pro vaccinations. Absolutely, 100 percent. And given the right context, and it doesn't seem like we're in the right context. I think people need to get more healthy and to get out there, get a little bit more active, soak in a little bit more vitamin D, get, you know, take care of their, their core muscles, stretch throw some healthier shit down, down the gullet, uh, you know, firm up those poops a little bit. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm in and out of a men's room sometimes and don't understand why I'm smelling what I'm smelling. And even sometimes I let out some stuff like, well, I need to really get in and check. I ain't been eating too tight. But, uh, I, I, you know, I did have the, the revelation, like, uh, stop eating so much bullshit. So towards between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I kind of, 
I don't care. I throw whatever down my mouth at whatever detriment to my body that is, however much you know, potential time I'm taking off at the end. Like I, I, I hope it's worth it for, for this, this sweet lusciousness on my lips and uh, going down, going down into the belly. But, uh, but I'm starting to tighten that up. All the, all the Christmas leftovers and stuff have, have worn, worn down tomorrow's trash day. So we got to get a bunch of you know food out of here and we'll throw out some of the treats with it and kind of start rolling back into regular life. I've been, you know, I, oh, wow. My favorite Christmas present to shift gears on that uh the chirp wheel so when i think about my just my wellness and staying and remaining healthy i feel like for the last probably two years i've been in like a rehabilitative state like my body is it took a real a real beating between youth sports and then into the military and just fixing airplanes is really really rough on the body in the military and then lifting weights the whole time on top of a lot of car accidents just uh, been through a lot of impacts as well in, in life and even random falls just through athletics and collisions in, in athletics as well like my body has been really I didn't really take care of myself and ever knew that was a thing that needed to be done I was never really truly explained to me on a on a kind of cellular level of life and longevity and really taking care of yourself and putting the right things in as well as the proper uh, recovery techniques just stretching and all that so I've, I've utilized the last almost three years yeah closer to three years than two years now on uh, just rehab, just breath work, uh, trying to stay uh, disciplined enough to remain doing core work, but absolutely stretching, 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 all kinds of just stretching and uh, getting just the back rested and in line and trying to work on posture, still developing that. Posture was never, never a thing that was important to me in my life, uh, just getting all that in check. So that's that's just kind of my mindset right now and based on what I need to, I need some recovery time. I need, you know, but for the longevity sake or, or raising two boys, I'm going to have to kind of get in the zone, get in the mode. Um, where... Where did I, I don't remember where I turned from from vaccines to that. Oh, pro, I don't know. May, I think maybe what I was trying to say with that was uh, get healthy. You know, use this as you, this this sickness out here that's killing people and killing people very close. I mean, there's probably very few people who have been absolutely unaffected uh, by this uh, on a on a personal interpersonal level i mean everybody has been affected you know worldwide fact i mean just with simply uh your schedule probably got shifted so everybody has been affected but uh, you know do need to put a uh, a much higher and greater focus on getting healthy staying healthy just for the duration of, of your life just long-term uh health wellness and its its effects on people so if we can get that you know, a little more in check, get people more active, being more healthy, making more more health conscious decisions and making that information more readily available is even worked into kind of more of the public education system. I mean, there's still people out there probably I would imagine who are still like think the food pyramid is is a thing like that's it's not a thing. Like that was miseducation. And that was part of part of my education throughout my whole my whole you know, K through 12, uh, I think that didn't change till for, I mean, probably, I mean, 
I graduated high school in 2003, so relatively recently, we're speaking in, in history, scientific, dietary terms, that's like not the perspective anymore. And that got taught to multiple generations of people. You know, so to, to get that that righted, you know, we need to get this type of information out there, eating healthy, being being well, and treating your body as well as you can. So when sickness and disease comes, you can help the relief effort versus being a casualty uh, in whatever context um, you want to put that in, you know, speaking metaphorically and and in hyperbole, of course. But uh, I had this podcast. Uh, my man Donnie B came through and I served with Donnie B. And he was a staff sergeant when I was a longtime senior airman. So he outranked me. He was E5. I was an E4. All right. So he outranked me by one. And to me, throughout my military career, that was like, eh, not like three to four or anything to anything. I just didn't. I didn't really. It didn't matter to me. I was going to say what I had to say as tactfully and inquisitively as possible because I well, all I need to be is on the same page you need to just help me understand why we're doing what we're doing get me on the same page and I'm on board and if you can't do that I'm gonna probably have more questions and things got interesting throughout my career um, well I I made more stripes than I lost and I got some decent decorations uh awards and accolades along the way so overall I feel pretty proud of of the things I've done but I served with and subordinate to uh my man Donnie Brown for a little bit and we we only had a couple of kind of headbutt moments ultimately we we ran shit differently and I showed up we I ran the night shift he ran the day shift and then he transitioned out of the shop. He was the, oh, so I worked in the electrical shop. I'm just going to keep it. I'm not going to go in depth on it. But I worked in the electrical shop with Donnie. And then Donnie became the boss by rank. Uh, you know, people transition, move out. He became the boss. Now, I, I ran one shift. Donnie ran one shift. But he was the boss of the electrical shop. Donnie transitioned out of the electrical shop, Right. But he's still like my direct supervisor, but he's not running the electrical shop. I'm running the electrical shop. And he thought I should run the electrical shop a little bit differently when I started running the electrical shop. And it didn't. It, I ran the shop is what it came down to. Donnie, you go do what you're doing now. And you don't need to worry about what the electrical environmental shop is doing on this C-130 aeroplane. We got it on lock. I've, I've always had it on lock. Back when I ran swing shift, all my shit was on lock. Now I'm just running day shift because we didn't even have a swing shift the, the next shift. By the time I became the boss, things, uh, things we, we lost some people and didn't gain enough to replace them. So we consolidated to one shift. So, you know, we were more or less on shift at the same time. And he thought he was still running the shop. Nonetheless, it was a minor, a minor incident. Not that he even thought he was running the shop, that he he would have done it a different way. And it was something silly and irrelevant. We put the plane in the air. So it is what it is. But he became a man's in them. Um, you know, we that, you know, I would cut go to his crib every few weeks, cut his hair, cut his son's hair, cut his other son's hair, cut his other son's hair. 
You know, it's four haircuts right there. Charge them five bucks a pop, you know, 20 bucks and some good conversation. I would go to them just 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 kicking it, you know, out out in the garage. Usually sometimes it would be a little hot on the clippers. So we would sit sit inside as yeah, burning up the uh, 100 degree weather, burning up a, a hair clipper motor. Um, I don't mind the heat, but. You try to use the electronics and heat. Electronics work far better and cool, especially motors. Like motors work better with just a little bit in a little bit more cool environment. But yeah, Donnie came through back when I don't know. He might have been my last house guest. No, my man Seth has been through, and Kyle came through for a haircut. I don't know. We might have to start shutting that shit down just to be a little bit more a little bit more sensitive. Even though I'm a young relatively relatively young relatively healthy adult male who's probably like not too susceptible to contracting or carrying uh the coronavirus i should still probably like limit limit full full exposure as much as possible just just kind of go out do the things i got to do for work and that be uh and that be that and not, you know, cut out the haircuts. And I have declined a couple of haircuts as well, but I might just have to totally shut that down and, you know, just 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 reanalyze, pull, just be as safe as possible. Just because anything can happen. You know, grandpa, grandpa did just die and all that. But back when uh, back when it was fashionable a few months ago to, you know, yeah, things are getting a little bit better, especially in Arizona, because things were hot here for for a while. Um you know, depending on what you believe in the numbers, but you can only skew numbers, I think, so much, I, I would think. I mean, maybe I'm ignorant talking out of my ass for sure, but I would think you can only skew the numbers so much to, uh, like, to make it so that, it can't be that drastic of a shift. Like, things were probably still not great. And, and I mean, it just, you know, I know I know a multiple, uh, multiple people and through through business just on in the rumblings by the by the bubbler like oh yeah such and such as covid or my, my parents or my neighbors or you know the cl- this client they were they were in the hospital and thing you know so i've heard things but now it finally hit real close to home so i'm just gonna kind of just reanalyze how i'm stepping across town and i'm not definitely not going to the office tomorrow those motherfuckers are all in there just sniffling like crazy today like like we're were they were visibly sick like i, I there's a difference now while i probably maybe even somebody could argue and i would probably see the argument yeah you should stay home because you had a cough and you didn't want to wear the mask all day okay then stay your ass home okay i'll see that argument at the same time i like i'm i only had a cough and i can explain that cough i know where i got it i haven't had exposure to people i haven't you know i'm not i'm not sick um y'all motherfuckers are sick all right, y'all need like so. I'm not going to the motherfucking office tomorrow, uh, so I'm gonna tighten it up a little bit. But back when things were a little more loose, uh, my man Donnie B came through. Uh, just, just, uh, just a vet I know. You know what I'm saying? One of my mans in them. So he came through. We chopped it up for a minute. Uh, I, I do wish I'd have asked him. You know, I was just kind of come through and and kick it. Like, you know, we hadn't seen each other in been about a year. We went and grabbed. I think we grabbed a cider about a year ago. 
and we, we chat shitted here and there, but dude was in my fantasy football league for nine years. I ran it. He was in the league, I think for like eight years, eight of the nine years I had the damn league. So like we, we kicked it. Like I said, you know, I was in his household cutting his family's hair. I know, I know his wife. I haven't met like his two youngest kids, uh, but he's also like adopted some kids. And that was something I didn't really break into the conversation. I wish, I wish that I would have, but I, I think, you know, you know, hopefully I have another opportunity to, to sit down, chop it up with with uh, uh, Donnie B and, you know, get into just what, what that's like just as a, as a father, we didn't go too crazy deep um, uh, on the like fatherhood stuff, but it, but it came up. Um, We just kind of, just, just kind of caught up as, as old vets. So I'm a, I'm gonna get up out of here. Everybody just get healthy, stay healthy, be healthy, be cool check on a vet and hug your loved ones Chip. what up donnie b so you forget i'm in i'm used to phoenix now man it's, oh yeah <laughs> it's way hotter so this is cooler to me <laughs> yeah yeah dude you're a crew chief <laughs> what the hell I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not a crew chief. What are you doing? No, nah, so I'm a, I, I, I cross trained from E&E to Avionics. Oh, okay. Right, so I went Avi. Um, I don't know anything about it. Uh, basically went straight to the office right when I get the Luke, right? So I'm, I'm an Avionics section chief now. So I'm, I'm a master at EPRs and uh, putting people in for awards now and stuff like that, right? And take care of, taking care of the shop. I don't miss that. Just the whole rigmarole. I had to drop EPR knowledge, your annual performance report, mm-hmm. enlisted performance report on the guard. Like they were just, they were trying. This guard, it's brand new, like 2017 or 18, something like that. They mm. decided guard has to fall in line with EPR. So it's like just, mm. and that's a difficult thing to to install and like the guard. This just this mm-hmm. is the way it's always been done. So when mm-hmm. you're trying to swap shit up, it was difficult, man. And I just, I got an EPR. It was a five, but mm-hmm. it was written all messed up. And like the way they had the markdowns, I was like, this actually isn't a five. You got too many markdowns for this to be a five. Mm-hmm. And I just had this big, all the way up to the commanders, like my uh, my uh, flight chief, mm-hmm. my my supervisor, and then the commander, just like, I was just hashing stuff out. I was like, and this is why you can't do this to me. And I just brought out the AFI of all my duties and responsibilities mm-hmm. as a training manager and uh, and tore them up. And it kind of had just had some rewrites. But ultimately, they were like, yeah, I guess we need to put it in the context of people might leave. I was like, yeah, like if I wanted to go do a special duty, because I mean, guard has all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I want to go do this honor guard detail in washington dc and this is the epr i give them they're not i'm not, i'm at the bottom of the pile mm-hmm. like this isn't gonna work i right. like i wrote it a certain way like just use the way i wrote it and mm-hmm. it's fine that's my biggest beef was my biggest beef with EPRs. like generally if a senior airman fresh out of als writes it it's good it's like a good a good epr how it's supposed to be and then too many hands get on it so mm-hmm. i just don't miss that stuff so what's uh, you're on 16s or did you say 35s? I'm on 35s. Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a nice jet, man. It's 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 pretty special. My neighbor is an EC pilot. Cool. There's a bunch of it's actually retired crew chief, mm-hmm. like three four houses down, uh, retired jet engine mechanic, mm-hmm. and then uh, pilot next door. They're renters. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, we'll figure out how to get them into a house or something sometime. But right. like, dang. oh yeah, they throwing that money away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for real. I don't. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Like one of my bigger regrets in life. Like I got stationed here in '09, end of '09. So it's just. Like mm-hmm. I should have bought a house. The market had just crashed. Low. Yeah. Right every, like, that was bottom right there. Megan made like 30 G's on her house. Mm-hmm. She bought in like 2010, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe top. 11. It and was then still con- it was climbing. Sold in 14 mm-hmm. and made like 30 G's. Mm-hmm. And like we've, our, you know, just the market saying right now, I mean, we've already made more than that on this house, but mm-hmm. we're here for a long time. It's just perfect. This house is just perfect. It's awesome. It's got everything here. It's room to grow. If we wanted another one, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. just we just got to get rid of the studio at that point. Mm-hmm. But like everything's here. Like it's everything everyone needs. Everyone has their own room, their own space. Megan doesn't want a guest room back, so the basement might have to end up in the garage. Mm-hmm. There you go. We'll go poke our head out there later, but I mean, it's a three-car garage. The third stall is basically a storage unit, so I'll just convert that, put a little mini-split AC out there, turn that into uh, yep. into just the, the kick-it spot, really. But I'm already, I'm like, I'm starting to put a wall up. It's all, like, kind of fucked up. Just the, the measurements are wrong in the wall, so it, the part that is done is just jacked up, but that'll be my little smoking lounge. Just <laughs> need to just separate shit from the house because, like, I can't. Because it gets cold in the winter or whatever, and I don't want to be outside in the middle of the night taking a smoke break. So I just, like, we'll go in the garage, but then it stinks up the house and shit. So it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Face still smoke? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. Actually, she quit. Nice. She quit. That's yeah. what's up. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's been quit over uh year, year and a half now. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. How was the baby? Three? Man, he's five now. Ooh, he about to turn six. Dang. Yeah. It's been that long. Dang. I got some pictures. I'll, I'll show you some pictures. Yeah, right? for sure. He, he's uh he's doing good. So he's he's in kindergarten. We uh we adopted our our niece. Um and and she's five also, but she'll turn six in uh. Uh, April, and uh, little guy's about to turn six, and uh, into this month, he it's coming up, so he's about to have a birthday. He's the next one. Dang. And they're both in kindergarten, same time. They're in a different class, which is kind of cool. You know, they're not in the exact same class, um, but yeah, they're doing great. Yeah, little little ones are six, or five and six, right? So, dude, that's when I was making that song, the Family Man song. It's like, what's up, Donnie B? It's like, mm-hmm. you're the most Family Man I know. Like just <laughs> always and forever. It's like shit. That's that's what's up. Just, I, I don't know if I heard that one yet. Is that on your podcast somewhere? Like, it's on the song. I sent you that track. Okay, okay. The song, Family Man. Family I have heard man, that. I'm a gangster. It's, huh? I mean, it, it pops up on the podcast every now and then. I'll probably put it on this one. There you uh, go. As the okay. intro. Like, what's up, Donnie B? There and you go. Cut to Donnie B. Bizzo <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Hell so I don't yeah, even man. go by Bizzo really anymore. I mean, it will never die. I, yeah, no, it's good. It, it, it's funny, and that's my alter ego right there. But you know, just like Nito. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Or D- DC Nito. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you uh, you still get a haircut? You need me to hook that up? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. No, you can you can cut it. All right. That'll work. Yeah. Hook that shit up. Yeah. Cause all I need is the sides done, man. Yeah, my, I see. My, top, my tops is. I got room to grow on the top. I'll be all right. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I just gotta hit them sides a little bit. I cut the baby. We don't cut his hair yet. Mm-hmm. or haven't because he's a year and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, so he gets all kinds of yeah, you yeah. different stuff going on with his hair, half up or a little man bun or whatever. But it's, yeah, Big G, we cut his hair. He's got a dope fa- dope fade right now. But I've been cutting uh, 
couple of my buddies' hairs recently. Uh, they're doing mullets. So I'm thinking about opening up the mullet <laughs> shop. Is, is that coming back? I Dude, we're bringing it back. <laughs> my boy Seth, his... <laughs> He cut his own hair. It's just a chop job. So when it grew out like a little bit more, we just hooked up the sides. And then we did it again last week. And it's starting to, yes, it's starting to look, it, he's going to look, he does look fantastic. But once the back is a little bit longer, oh, man, it's just spectacular. And then my boy Kyle, he's a loan officer. Mm-hmm. His shit, it just, it was long, long as hell. Like He was rocking the mullet. And then it just completely grew out entirely. I was like, dang, dude. You want to hook this up? And we did last weekend. So he's looking fresh with the mullet. I'm like, man, I'm about to open the mullet shop up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got you for sure. I've been yep. in a haircutting zone lately. Uh, you feeling, good, man. I'll feeling let, good. I'll let you do it. Yeah, hell yeah. Used to, used to hook it up all the time. Yeah, I missed that. Just going out, hanging out, just bullshitting with the boys, mm-hmm. chopping up the hair. Yeah, that's my gym. You play? Uh, you playing any more fantasy anymore? Or is that done? You Dude, I've retired, retired completely. Then. I haven't even watched a game. Oh wow. Hmm. I mean, a little bit here and there. Like I go out on Thursdays, uh, just a, a work happy hour, and the football yeah. game will be on. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. just kind of yep. glance up at the screen yeah, just because. Like I appreciate the sport. I want to see a good stop, or you know, Tom Brady just put a pinpoint pass on where it's supposed to go, some shit like that. But I don't follow it. I don't know who's new in the league. I don't know who's yep. who's killing it. Yep. I barely know anything about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Dude's good, man. Yeah. Other, other than like he's super dope. Like that's like leader of the league. That's all. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't watch the game. Mm. Hey, Jason, what are you doing? Little, little, little guy, he's even bigger. Yeah, he's bigger. He, was he born bigger? And... Well, yeah, G was premature by a few weeks. Right on. And, uh, yeah, the baby was, he was fully cooked. Mm, okay. But, okay. yeah, I mean, they're both tall. Mm-hmm. But, like, the baby, he's big and tall. And, good, good. And, and ornery, big old head on him and everything. So, I don't know, it's pretty cool. And he just, they both got muscles and shit. Like, came out the womb with tone. I was like, yeah. All right, I guess I gotta keep myself in some kind of shape until y'all graduate high school. Mm-hmm. I'll be whipping my ass. Nah, I'm you're good. Handle it on the basketball court or something. I'm just starting to get to that age now where my teenagers can beat me and <laughs> damn near everything. I got. So Zach just turned 17. 17. What? James 22. Man. Oldest. Old 20, yeah, man. 22, 17. That's wild. He's 15. Dang. Yeah. About to be about to be 15. She's got a birthday in December, so she's 14. They're all in high school. Yeah, yeah. I got a junior, sophomore, and a freshman. Zach actually does extra classes and uh, can graduate this year at the end of this year because he does summer school. So he's like a junior slash senior. Yeah, he's about, he's about ready to graduate at the end of this year. It's blowing my mind. Yeah, it just doesn't Nuts. seem like time goes that fast. Spoken fast. But like it does. Like geez. Three, I was just thinking, like, dang, he's gonna be in kindergarten like really soon. So I met, so I came to ISO in it was 09. I got there September 09, so you so either that, came the end of the year or the beginning of oh, 10. Oh, then I might have, excuse me, I got there the end of 08. Yeah, you did, because I'm like, September, you were there. September I was like, I was, 08. I was definitely there, but you were there before me. Yeah. Yeah. You was holding down swings. Yeah, I, were, that was your I missed now. that shift. I love that. That shift. was your shift, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, man, you want to work swing? I want to work days. You got it done. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I dug it. Yeah, when I got here, I don't know, just a weird military fresh start. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, like a 
like a top performer at my first base. And I was like excited to get down here and not let that cat out the bag because I knew how that went. I was like, man, if you let people know you can do stuff, they don't ever stop asking you to do stuff. And yep, that's right. And I laid low for like close to two years, maybe not quite, like a year, year and a half. And then it got out that I knew what was up. And I was just like, damn it, again, all these extra duties. You got So you came to guard down here too? No, I got out. So my grandma died. Yeah. And then like my enlistment was running up shortly after that. I was like, wow, my granddad needs some help around the crib. Like, yeah. And I know he's not going to last that long. So let me just get off active duty, mm-hmm. yep. go back. So I went straight, separate, palace front is what it's called. So I yeah, got out on there. time and then went just straight into the guard with no break in service. Mm-hmm. Went to a few drills uh, and then got activated for tech school. It was like an eight-month tech school. So then I did, I was a one Charlie Used mm-hmm. to be a three delta. Before that, I was like a two alpha. It was just they don't know where to put airfield systems. Is runway of the glide slope and mm-hmm. instrument landing system. Everything the airplane talks to, mm-hmm. coming in for takeoff and landing to the between the plane and the tower and the ground. So all that stuff. I mean, that's highly involved. It's an eight month tech school. Like it's like, oh, and it wasn't easy. So it's like, so I got done with that, and then you go back. You got some post training days. So I was just sitting there in my post training days, and the training manager position opened up, and I was like. I just want to do that instead. I don't mm-hmm. want to do all this you guys are mm-hmm. doing. It's just, it's just a lot going on here. I, I think I can hold it down in just a, a different and better way by getting this training program back up and running because it was just dormant. And as like main aircraft mechanics, we hate the training manager. Like, just let me go fix the airplane. But in reality, the training manager really keeps people deployable. Like, it's mm-hmm. the training manager, the UDM are like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. the forefront of making people deployable. So I was like, I, you guys are going places all the time, worldwide. There's a hundred of you. You don't have a training manager and haven't for years. Well, they did. She's traditional. And she come in one week in a month. Good luck running a training program for like that many people, which yeah. is like one of the most important things as far as career progression. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they hired me. So I went back to, I went to like another drill then went back to tech school and came back as the training manager. So I was in that career field, the one Charlie for like, four or five drills plus tech school that was it and then became the training manager and then uh, a few years go by there and it was just like I honestly lost my desire to serve just as like I just really really want to focus on just being in the home family that kind of stuff and want to be out of Minnesota maybe I just joined the Arizona guard but we got to get out of here like I just I just can't do any more winters and Came down here, and I had 90 <laughs> days to report to a unit. Didn't. And I was like, I'm just... It's not going to do it. Yeah, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I'm good on my service right now. Mm-hmm. And like the way I got out... So if I would have just been like, I want to resign. I don't want to do this anymore. You can never go back in. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to close that door. Mm-hmm. So I got like two honorable discharges. Like one from active duty, and then one from that stint. Mm-hmm. Like that long tech school. It was like long enough service. I got like honor. Anytime you go activated for the Guard Reserves, the activation ends. You get a, whatever your discharge okay. is. Okay. Generally honorable. So some people get, you know, 15, 16 discharges. Like it's a lot of deployments, a lot of trips, and that unit goes a lot of places. Mm, okay. So I got two honorable discharges, and then the last one, it's general under honorable conditions. Okay. And that was the only way to leave the door open. Because if you just resign, like you can still get an honorable discharge, but that's that's finite. You resigned. Like Uncle oh, Sam yeah. ain't having that. So oh, I got you. I was like, I gotta leave this door open because like just it's not bad terms by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, I left with a 
I got a medal and I got a medal for the lady in my office. It was funny. They were reading her medal mm-hmm. and they read mine and then they read hers. And it was all things I did mm-hmm. minus mm-hmm. some of her volunteer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was totally cool with it. Like that was that was the deal. I was like, look, anything that comes out of the training office, we did. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I don't I don't care. We did that. So and I did enough picking up a dormant program and getting it up and running to uh, an outstanding military fashion. Um, it was enough to get two people medals. So I was like, hell yeah. And she helped me. She did the shit I didn't want to do. So I was like, look, I got all this Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. That one week in a month you come in, do this, this, and this, and we got no problems. There you and, go. And we had no problems. It was it was cool. That's good. But I miss being around mechanics for sure. I got uh, so like our real estate team, we do like three quarters of our business is all VA, and we so we get a good chunk of aircraft mechanics in with that. Mm-hmm. And like so, anytime I get to talk to a maintainer, I'm like, oh yes, mm-hmm. oh mechanic, you get it. I can say some weird shit right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I dig. I definitely. We definitely got a different mindset. <laughs> yeah, dude, I told uh, the other day, I was like, what's your career field? He's like, oh, I'm a two alpha combat crew chief, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm on TCN duty mm-hmm. with a bunch of different career fields. I was like, and he's like, and it's very apparent we speak a different language. Yep. I was like, I, I got you, dude. We, we speak the same language, so we'll get you this house with no problems. They don't call it TCN no more. I don't know what it's called, but it's something else. It, it, it's got another name. It's changed. It is a weird name, though. What, third? It's third country, third country national, nationals. But it's something else now. I don't know what it is. It's third country national doesn't even really make sense. To me, it never did. It's, yeah. Because it was supposed to be like third world country, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, like so. the super poor countries the way I take it. And, yeah, so and it's that's not true. Like but, you can go to like Kuwait or something, TCN dude, and Kuwait's rich country. So, mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they pull them all from. I know they get so ultimately they get people from random Middle Eastern countries and mm-hmm. provide them employment. But generally, it's in the country that base is in. So yeah, so, they and if we're going to. Saudi, you know, United Arab Emirates or Kuwait, so, wealthy countries, yeah. When I was in Kuwait, man, so I heard that all the guys that are um, actually working, um, the TCNs, are actually Iraqis. Because what I've been told is, like, Kuwait's so rich that basically you don't even have to work. They just, like, they get – it's kind of like being an Alaska citizen. You know how they, like, pay mm-hmm. you yeah, just because oil. you're a citizen? Yeah. And, guess, and weed now. Hey, yeah, I didn't know that, but – um. I guess uh, Kuwait's kind of the same way. They're like, no, those aren't Kuwaitis. I'm like, oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what to think about something like that. I don't know enough about their yeah. governments. No idea. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you got these kids all growing up, and then mm-hmm. also in kindergarten, little kids. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, I've always, like, every time I've been in your household, I just, enjoyed it i can feel it's like good vibe there's been order and discipline did you is that stuff you picked up through life or is that like just a military transition on how to dad well so i'll tell you what the majority of that would have to be uh mrs brown okay you know like real talk like she's like a she she's the uh uh what do you call that she's the household um CEO, right? So she, she, you know, um, but a lot of that is, uh, um, you know, different, uh, you know, we've tried different parenting techniques. We've, you know, we've done a bunch of different stuff. Uh, 
you know, just trial and error, finding out what works, what doesn't. Um, yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. It's cool to try different things, you know, and um, we, we find one that works. Uh, the current one now that we do is this thing called One Two Three Magic. Um, that's actually a pretty, pretty, pretty cool one right now. Different parenting technique. Kind of, kind of break it down uh, in simple terms. Like you just, um, you just count them for each infraction, uh, minor infractions. Like if they're doing something, instead of saying no, right? You just said that's one. You know, and if they keep doing it, that's two. And when you get to three, that's a timeout. Pretty much, you know, I gave you your chances. Now, now you go to timeout. Um, depending on what it is, obviously hitting and stuff. You're talking little kids. You're teaching them right. Hit hitting's automatically timeout, and yeah, you got mm-hmm. your timeout. Can't do that, right? So it's pre- it's pretty cool. Um, the hitting's uh, I don't know what to do. Like, and neither <laughs> of mine are bad. The baby don't he don't hit at all. But Big G, like he does and i think he's getting picked on at daycare a little bit mm. and it's just tough to get stuff out of the out of a three-year-old like what's going on like right I'm trying yep. to teach him how to wrestle just how to mm. defend himself a little bit mm-hmm. and like i mean I'm, I'm a huge fight fan but i don't watch fights around and we watch fights for probably like four months when he was 15 mm-hmm. to 19 20 yeah. months old yeah, right around that yep. time frame and then shortly thereafter he was just like hitting all the time non-stop i was mm-hmm. like okay it's yeah, good. Probably that's probably my bad for just having yeah. fights on. I was a stay at home dad for four months with a young, young toddler. So I was like, I'm just gonna watch UFC fights and play ball, like <laughs> throw throw a ball at the baby. So we did that, and then he picked up the hitting. So I pretty much kept can't, can't explain to him that's their job. Like they do that professionally, and now yeah. he's getting to a point where it's a little bit closer. But I think he still gets roughed house at school. Some of the things he says, like that, came from somebody with an older brother. Mm, okay or or Mm -hmm. kind of a jackass dad but yeah yeah, i think he he definitely gets hit sometimes so he'll bring that home every now and then and usually it's good but yeah just straight to time out when when you hit we call it a break our daycare calls it a break you got to take a break Mm -hmm. which that gets confusing with dialogue Mm -hmm. because sometimes you just need to take a break from things and like you're not in trouble so i'll be like you do need to take a break right now or we'll be doing flashcards make you want to take a break no, I don't want to go yeah, on break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you just, here, let's just stop yeah, yeah, yeah. this for now. So it yeah. gets, this let's little, take a pause. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's confusing with the vernacular you use. It is. But it's definitely, definitely a trial and error type stuff. And I, I don't know, there's no right way to do it. And everybody learns as they go. But I just dig the dad life, especially coming from just having an absentee parent as a kid and, you know, just doing the opposite of either what I was instilled in me or mm-hmm. what i what i my initial thought mm-hmm. I, even i got to thinking like i try to just be as patient as possible it gets trying like whatever toddlers are they're fuck faces from time to time but <laughs> dude said uh i had slippers on and i mean I'm, i've had them off for months it's been hot i don't have the house shoes on mm-hmm. too often and then like yesterday i would just for whatever reason i had some house shoes on and she's like daddy you can't wear shoes in the house <laughs> and I was like, oh, these ones are house shoes. And I was like, well, oh, they're still called shoes. I was like, these are slippers. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's okay to wear them. Like, but you're right. You're right. Instead yeah, of like, right, yeah. instead of taking the route of, 
ah, shut up, stupid kid. These mm. ones are fine. You don't worry about yeah. what I'm doing. Or I could yeah. see some parents doing things like that. Just like, nah, man, these ones are cool. These aren't these aren't shoes. These are slippers, and we can wear slippers in the house. But you're absolutely right. So still end it with just positive affirmation. Like, yeah, you're you're right. But you're wrong about the situation. Like, this, your sentiment's right, but you're wrong about what you're seeing. So just continual, you know, teaching somebody who wants to learn. And I don't know. I don't know if my kids are smarter than any other kids, but like they, they get it. And they grasp it because I try to explain just as much as possible. And I don't know. Part of that I got seeing your household, how it operates. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was weird as fuck. Like, it's like 6 o'clock getting ready for bed. Like... Honey and Faith got their kids to bed early. I didn't, it's because I didn't know. Like yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I I was. I didn't have a bed. I never. I can never recall any point in my life in which I had a bedtime or any type of control above me. So, just, so I'll tell you what. Right. So like when Faith first met me, um, I did not have that routine down. Man, my kids like they would play games until they dropped. Like real talk. And I, I, I wasn't strict about bedtime. And then you know Faith brought it to my attention that like, hey, kids all ages they 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 need x amount of sleep depending on their age and and it's really a lot of sleep you it, so even my older kids now go to bed they're in bed by nine o'clock you know my teenagers and um because they're growing and everything and they don't really complain it's you know it's like hey you get plenty of sleep you know you, you're good you need this yeah. um the little ones yeah the little ones go to bed earlier you know we're trying to get them in bed by eight um every night so, yeah, and I, th- I thought it was weird, too, when she first brought it up, like, yeah, um, yeah, they need to go to bed way earlier. And I'm like, what? And I, th- I was like, you were like, no, nah, man, it's like 10 o'clock's good, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? 10 o'clock and you're and until like, it was brought to my attention and I started reading up on it. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, she's totally right. Like, they need close to 12 hours of sleep, you know, like almost so. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. And then, and, and, uh, yeah, your little ones right now, they, yeah, they, they need a lot of sleep. Growing, so, yeah, and, growing. and that's it, right? Because you you grow when you're sleeping. Need that growth you're, rest. You're healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. How long are you in town for? Oh, just today. So um, yes, Faith makes the appointment. I mean, uh, she made an appointment with their hairstylist. We still got the same same one cuts hair. For real? Yeah, same one, right? So she made that appointment. And uh, uh, we're like, yeah, we come down. Plus, she wants to see family and everything. So we got a room over at the uh, – we're staying on base tonight. We'll leave tomorrow. Yeah, we're here. Sometimes we'll just come down on – just to make it a day trip, mm-hmm. you know, because it's only a couple-hour drive, two, two-and-a-half hours, and it's not too bad. Yeah, we make it up there. See my si- – I got two sisters and then my stepmom, and then my sisters got kids. So mm-hmm. get the cousins together whenever we get a chance to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, quick day trips. Right, we really, really – don't break the routine mm-hmm. like as much as possible mm-hmm. and like i see other parents without routines and whatever that's on you but ours is what it is so you might not see us or nah. it's so like i guess strict just the way the routine it's it's great because and that's another thing i learned it a routine is great for any kids any any age even all the way up to my teenagers right um once you uh develop a solid routine i mean kids thrive on that yeah and and it, and it does mess them up when you break it it really mm-hmm. does like even coming down here tonight our routine's gonna be broke a little bit because there's gonna be certain things we don't do you know we have a bedtime routine and obviously they're not sleeping in their same beds and all this so yeah it, 
it is very important to have a routine with kids. We went to, we took a staycation, went up to one of the, the La Paloma resort, I don't know, three, four months ago. Mm-hmm. It might have been hot. It was hot, so sometime over the summer. And, uh, like, these boys got in the hotel room. Like, we wore them out. We'd done slides, swimming in the heat for hours, just run around, run around La Paloma. Ain't nobody here. And we get up and like, cool. We'll knock them out, and then we'll sneak down to the bar, just throw the monitor on, and they mm-hmm. never went to bed. It was, they were up till 3, 2, 3 a.m., just running around. They could, would not chill. I think it's because they missed, they probably missed their route, their normal bedtime. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, they get a second win, and you already done messed it up. Yeah, super so they, out of the house, of just a king, king size bed with a blow up kid's bed, and then the baby crib, and yeah. neither, neither of them were having it. They're just like, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, like, man. Yep. Well, this this is what it is. I guess this is what we're doing tonight. We will be tired tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't dig busting the routine at all, at all. I really like having those things in place. It just helps just with the parenting. I mean, it makes anything to make what well, life easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, any decision that you can make now for future you to be happy. I try to do shit like that, and and part of that is keeping the kids on a routine. And just doing the same thing so they're used to it. it. Just to instill order and sets expectations on on life too. I mean, really mm-hmm. try to break it down. So even even my older kids, right? So teenagers, they got chores, right? So mm-hmm. they all, and it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, we get done with we get done with dinner. Everybody's got their job that they got to do, and they don't even like. We've been doing it so long, and it is a routine for them. It's it's just awesome to watch it watch it play out, right? So like. They just come together. They knock it out. They're like a team now. Bam, bam, bam. It's done. They don't even like complain. Nobody's even questioning it anymore. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is part of life. This is what we do. And it, it, it's, it's awesome. I'm stoked for that. Just to hand off the dishes or well, especially the dishes. Trash. That's dishes, yeah. <laughs> all that all that crap that we don't want to do. The kitchen's my bane. I mean, that's where we eat. Like it's got to yeah. be clean. Yeah. So like every day the kitchen is cleaned yep. multiple times a day cuz I'm home. Uh, yeah. I mean, I work seven days a week. There's mm-hmm. there's yep. no such thing as an off day. Everything's off calendar days, and there's deadlines on whatever day deadlines hit. Mm. So, but I work from home four days a week. So, I, like, I'm just after breakfast, clean the kitchen. After lunch, clean the kitchen. After dinner, clean the kitchen. So I'm just constantly cleaning the kitchen. I just can't wait to give that one up. Or here, here's the leaf blower. Go blow up the yard. Yep, go take care of all this shit. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm stoked, stoked for that. It's some shit. As soon as it was funny, like my dad when he came back around so i didn't have my dad in my life from like six to 14 Mm -hmm. seven to 14 something like that and then i started going to his house and like the first thing i'm doing is manual labor like wait what Mm -hmm. all i've ever had to do is cut the lawn of a trailer park yard Mm -hmm. what what do you gotta be digging up rocks and shit and climbing on roofs and shoveling off roofs like dang all right it is and i mean i'm appreciative for it but it's just get the discipline that was missed from a woman trying to raise a man and Mm-hmm. Man, I'm excited to push that so forward. Dude, yep. <laughs> like, hey, dude, uh-uh, I did mine. I did mine. This is yours now. Yep. Vacuum too. Clean, so your, gonna, clean the toilet. What's good for you? Because you got a couple boys already, right? So, I, I got teenage boys, as you heard. Um, when we moved up to Phoenix, guess who my moving crew was? Yeah. Now I got teenage boys that can, that can lift them couches just as much as I can. Yep. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. 
Oh, made, man. It, made it easier. Something's been off here. Uh-oh. Pause. You gotta go hunt me over one of these stickers. I'll rock that. Dude, I got you ten of those stickers. Oh, throw them I'm on, telling you, man. Throw them on planes and shit. I'll hook you up. Throw them on as many airplanes, F-35 electrical panels as possible. <laughs> See what I can do. All right, man. We'll, we'll advertise. Dude, you know I hated fixing airplanes. You know what sucks, though? You was good at it. <laughs> uh, like I know you hated it, but you was good. You were a good mechanic. Like you could fix. You you were you were definitely better than better than I was with tools and getting the job done. Uh, and, and and good. Yeah, uh, I I know it's tough for me to admit that, but you you were uh, definitely better than me. No, thanks, man. Yeah. No, I mean I feel like I was a good mechanic. You I were. mean my my coin collection and yeah. accolades should suggest such. Yeah. But like it was like I, as soon as I found out what I was doing for the Air Force, I was like. Oh man! So I just did the stuff well, so I could get it done faster. I just learned how to be good, right? And yeah. it's like, okay, I'll just do it faster. Then, if this is what I have to do, I'll just do it faster. Then I'll be doing it for less time, and then got time to get Correct. the paperwork in line, I guess. Correct. Or fuck off, go get yeah, a coffee, yeah. or yeah, or dip out. Drive, it's chill, it's you know. chill time now, or whatever. Right? Yeah, or be on twelve-hour shifts for no reason, just. Yeah, I handle my business, or I know how long it's gonna take me to handle the business. So I'm gonna dip out and go to the bar for a minute and come back. Mm -hmm. I went out. We were on twelves one time, I think with an empty hangar. Just X. I don't know if we we're on back. I know the hangar was empty. There was no plan. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was backline. Probably yeah, probably backline. Or if we just sold back and we were just on exercise. Just yeah, we, we had, but we were on twelves, and mm -hmm. I went out with Lucas. Kelter, mm -hmm. and then his wife and her dad mm -hmm. kind of tied one on. Ended up getting this tattoo after my cat died, oh, and just okay, like okay. kind of went back to work a little bit sauced, like just sitting there, like I ain't got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I'll be sober by the time it's time to go home. But <laughs> oh, that was a long lunch break. I was gone for like three hours that day. <laughs> right, and Hong one time, Hong's like, I was like, all right, we we're on six to six. I was like, all right, take off. And I told Hong, I was like, um, I don't know, man. I guess just be back by 5.30? And, like, so he he came back half asleep at, like, 5.40, 5.45, right? His day shift was rolling in. I was like, dang, dude. And like, he's like, I'm, I'm tired, man. I can't do this night shit. I'm like, that's fine. I guess next time just sleep here. Like, that, that's too risky. I guess I can't give you that long of a, of a break. <laughs> I wrote him a, an LOR before he left. What'd he do? Something dumb with the key. Something I couldn't ignore. But mm -hmm. I didn't give. I was like, "Hey, dude, I wrote you this, but I'm not like gonna give it to you. Mm -hmm. Here's the unsigned version. Just, mm -hmm. just so you know, you're about to leave. Don't get short because things are. You mm -hmm. still gotta be you when you get to where you're going. Because mm -hmm. where did he go to Korea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's back here, right? Mm-hmm. Last I checked, I think he's still here. I don't even know if he's here, but he was an FTD instructor. For real? Mm -hmm. He That's made FTD. He, he went to A10s or something in Korea, and then came back. A10 guy. No, he actually came. He went to like Eglin, right? And then he was there for a minute. That sounds right. He went to Eglin, and then he came back to DM, and he scored a um, like an active duty spot with the reserve. Like I don't know the oh, whole nice. details, but and then he ended up getting like FTD job. He was, and I may have these mixed up on when he did what, but last I knew he was here. I don't know if he's still here. If I had an active, it's called AGR, active guard slash reserve yes. position. Yep. 
if that if my position in Minnesota would have been that, I would mm-hmm. still probably be there. Yeah. Like, cause is that the same thing as an art? Like active reserve? Kind, yeah, that's an air reserve technician. Yeah. So arts yep, are yep. specific for aircraft maintenance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty it's much. basically the same thing. Pretty you're, much. You're full time as a guard. Yep. That's, that's dope. So full active duty benefits, but for the guard. So you're generally in the place you want to be. Yeah. If for those people who don't want to be active duty moving type stuff. Now it makes but, sense. But like, yeah. like, like me. <laughs> Man, I don't want to go anywhere. I've been in Arizona my whole career. That's how we do that it. It is crazy. Everybody says it's nuts. They're like, how do you do that? Well, I mean, I only had two duty stations, and I wasn't mm-hmm. poised to go many other. I mean, some people get two, maybe three. Some people get 12, 13. So I just think certain people get tasked a certain way early on. And like Brandon Feliciano, like that dude's. He, but he wanted to move. Like he wanted yeah. to leave, right? So, and I could have, if I'd updated my dream sheet, if I wanted to go, I would have gone. I would have left. Um, and what I'm learning now, the longer I've been in and seeing kind of the upper leadership style, I guess it's a good thing to move every f- few years at least because you learn different styles, different techniques. You you pick up things as you go, good and bad, right, to everywhere you go. So uh, Air Force has a word for that called breadth of experience. Um, they're, they're big on that. Um, of course, I, I – I always thought that it's kind of dumb because, man, who, who's more of an expert than somebody's been here this long, right? Like, I have done, seen everything and anything you could have threw at me, especially by the time I left ISO. I mean, you know, there was nothing new I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I, yeah done that. So I get the breadth of experience. There's also a lot of it coming to, to you, but mm-hmm. I always thought, shouldn't we just leave people wherever you put them for the most part that's so, what I see and it's cheaper on them you don't have to pay the money to move them yeah like, I mean, we save money here too cheaper for Uncle Sam in the yeah. context of aircraft mechanics like right. you learn that airframe You're the, and you can learn a specific not even just an airframe a specific airplane of that model yeah. like yeah. yeah I know that Balls 1 has issues yeah. on the flight deck cooling system, like when this temperature hits, whatever. Exactly. So it's got a history of this. Man, I was out troubleshooting. It was me, Shram. It might have been all three of the new guys, Toms and Chavez. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. And I don't remember what shift I was on, but it was hot. It was hot. I was out there just shooting. The first thing I do, I pull off the cannon plug for the circuit. Oh, I'm out the whole circuit. Okay. That's a good circuit. Yeah, yeah. I really don't need to be here anymore. I don't know what the problem is, though. We had, like, a fuel pressure light supposed to come on that wasn't coming on or something like that. Okay. Okay. I guess we'll just keep pulling stuff apart. Every Go through the whole circuit. Like, there's just not a problem. I go back inside to Isaac Ibarra. I'm like, dude, there's yeah. nothing wrong with this plane. And him and Weeks are like, well, the light's not coming on. I'm like, yeah, I know. I get that. But I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong here. Like, I, I, I'm confident in what I'm doing. Like, there's nothing wrong here. And they're like, get back out there. Something, something's going on. So a day, a shift and a half go by. So we had to wrap up the one shift, come back the next day. I'm just sitting in the cockpit, just looking at Shram. All right, dude. I, I don't know. And I pull off the press-to-test switch that wasn't illuminating and swapped it with another press-to-test switch. And it was a case-grounded press-to-test switch. Mm-hmm. And that was the issue. Like it had the wrong part number or paint was over the, the, the brown, whatever it was. I was like... Was it basically the bulb? 
Not even the bulb. I already changed the bulb. There's a good bulb in there. The, oh, the press to test switch, the outside needed to be hitting yeah, yeah, ground. Yeah, just, yep. It's like, yeah, damn. I just, and in that time, I like cussed out a sheet metal dude because he was complaining about having to be out there in the heat. It's like, dude, I've been out here for days. two shifts. Yeah, like, this is days. It's, yeah, I get, I get mm. your hot. Like, look at the burns on my arms from mm. getting on top of the, the plane that's sitting out here in 110 degree mm-hmm. weather. I don't want to hear about the rivets you got to shoot. You've been out here for 20 minutes, bro. <laughs> get out. I kicked a bunch of people off the plane that day. They needed power <laughs> off. It's like, no, this is my plane. Yeah, get out. Get off. Like, get everybody, just get get off and get away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Ian, he has this plane. You guys, if you you can't be turning <laughs> shit on and off, we're doing a very specific thing. Yeah. But that was annoying. That was just a little shit. Like, but that's the stuff you could learn by just being on one airplane. They're like, are you going to order the right one? I'm like, nope. Fuck that. I just swapped them. I just so I don't the other one. I don't know if that one was a problem for somebody else later, but I was pissed. I was like, no, nah, I don't know what's up with it. It would, it would literally a, just a piece of plastic. Like, come on, man. So, but yeah, that would people could you could learn that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or the, even the history of which valves were re- replaced and which ducting cracked and what possible hard landers happened to mess stuff up. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm of that sentiment. That was one of the first things that came to me in the Air Force when people were like leaving. I was like, well, what? Now you got to go to a different airframe. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. It would make you a better mechanic, potentially, I guess. Kind of, but you would never become a master at That's how that, I that's, felt that's, about that's, it. I'm right there with you, man. Like, kind of non productive when you do it that way. Or when they tried to double us up and do ISOs and phase on. 130s and A10s, like that was. So I don't know who killed that, but that was very close to happening. I know, but you. So that would have been a tough thing to do because actually, did you know I worked over to Phase afterwards? I didn't know if you knew that when uh-uh. I, when I left ISO, I went to Phase. Okay, and, I, and then I went to A10s, and I did that. So in order for that to happen, you would have to have. Uh, um you got to get work center. Well, you know this as a training guy, but you got to have a work center orientation and all that stuff in your in your TBA, um, and you got to go over all the hazards and everything else, right? So it's two different work centers, so it would be a different thing right there. Then you would also have to drop all the uh, the tasks um, in TBA, but we wouldn't even have been qualified, yeah. you know. So it would have been like you getting requalified on another jet uh, or plane, aircraft, whatever you want to call it, and. Uh, yeah, that would have just been a nightmare. I know it. I know it was close to happening, and in real reality, it could have actually happened. We we were qualified to go to that airframe, um, but it would have just been it would have been a mess. I think if it would have happened pre two thousand five, it just would have happened. Yeah, like it just would have said, yeah, no, you guys work on both planes now. You just go do that. Yeah, and then we fill out the old what's the what's the training form six twenty threes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 623s, right. <laughs> yep, we just have paper 623s. The digital shit don't matter. But once yeah. they made it digital, it was a, yeah. like a bigger deal because big Air Force, like, yeah. they audit shit like that. So I'm uh, glad yeah. that that happened. But I don't know. I wouldn't. It just was more work. It's so, like so much more work. Like, it would have been on. a lot. It, it, it sucked, man. Because, like, so I'll tell you some of the difference between phase and ISO, right? So ISO, um, whenever they had DDs or anything, anything extra work came with the plane the amu took care of that or the mm. or whoever right when i go to phase what was weird is like it was automatically given phase does that so phase was doing tctos and phase was doing all their dds they would bring them in a i was like what this is weird you know 
Like you want us to do the phase. I yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, no, that's how it was. And I was I, I was like, wow, that's crazy. You want us to do the phase and you also want us to route this this TCTO. They were changing like the the nose landing gear um headlight or whatever on the on the A ten. And E and E had to reroute the wire and do all this. I mean, they got good at it. They could knock it out in half a shift, maybe, something like that. But damn, that's half a shift of you're taken away from the normal flow, right? And you yep. still was expected to do all the other crap that you had to do. Yep. So How long are phases? So they're shorter. Um, For real? They are shorter. ISOs are short as hell. Yeah, but ISOs, I mean, that's a big plane, right? So what is that, a couple weeks normally on an ISO? I mean, it was like eight days, I think, no, around there. No, it was longer. It was definitely longer. They were, um, so phase was like seven and ten days, depending on the phase. Like there's a one and a two or something. And I want to say ISOs was like. I think they were 12 and 50. I forget, man. It's so long ago, but definitely not. Nah, man. It was four, five, and eight, I think, mm. when when I left. No, nah, they're longer. They were at least a couple weeks. And I know the guard does like 30 days. When I was, uh, when I was in North Dakota, we were rocking five day, five day on 135 ISOs. 135s? So. The engines needed less attention, but I mean, still everything. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit less with a jet engine compared to a turboprop. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I got you. Um, but but one thing I did notice about the difference between like C-130 mechanics and like say A-10 mechanics, the fighter, like you call it the heavy world and the fighter world, man, the fighter guys can move. I mean, they're fast, you know, like I always thought I kind of carried a higher tempo than say normal. Like I move kind of fast, you know, like hey, let's get stuff going, you know, and you, you always did too. I always thought so too. Uh, man, when I went over to the A-10s, I would have been slow mm. with that speed. Right. Like, I was slow. I couldn't, and the fastest guys I worked with, I mean, they were they were moving. They were booking. So it was, it was crazy. Yeah, but they ended up making me a, so I was, a, I was a, a doc chief over in phase also. I did that for a little while, which is fun. That was cool. That was, uh, it was interesting. My boy Moose, he was one of my first supervisors, but like he was, the expectation was so high. Like yeah. I don't care if you stopped on your way to work to help a family out of a burning building and got the dog out, you still better show up, boots polished and on time. Like, <laughs> uh-uh. so that was just like off duty stuff and on duty. Yeah, it's just yeah. nope. Go, go, go. Like, get this shit done. Don't let anything pile up. XYZ needs to be done, and we're going to play hard afterwards. So that's yeah. probably where I got all of that from, for sure. Yeah, I used to tell Shram and them, like, they would want to come in, and they'd want to heat up their breakfast. They wouldn't come to work and then eat breakfast, and I'd be like, nah, man, y'all want to eat breakfast? You better get up early and eat before you get here. That was pretty easy on those guys, <laughs> and I yeah. have no idea, like, Chavez just wasn't feeling the Air Force, we, yeah. and Tom's got taken, but I don't know yeah. what was up with Shram. It's just like a lazy dude. Yeah. He's just, just a his, lazy dude. It's like his upbringing. He was a good mechanic, too. No dad, or no. dad not actively yeah. involved in his life. Yeah. Shram was great with tools. Yeah, no, good with tools. And great with taking shit, which you'd have to be able to. Yeah, you gotta have thick skin. Yep. But man, that dude was not great for the military. Mm, right. he, just, he would show up two, three minutes late three four days a week with yeah. a circle k coffee in hand yeah. like dude yeah. yeah first of all you're doing that in front of everybody so you're making me yeah, yeah. have to be but, a sergeant and write yeah, you paperwork yeah, yeah. 
But like also you see after roll call, like half the time me and Lucas yeah, go then, fuck off. Then you can go and go grab a Starbucks or whatever. Like right. you can go do it. Just dude, you're yeah. The line was real long. Like, when you walked in and saw the line was real long, you should have just walked back out. Yeah, I ain't like, going to make it. Fuck it. Yeah, because you exactly. still got to go through the gate, bro. Exa- exactly. Like, that's not a shop at coffee either. You'd be faster maybe if you just went to the shop at. Like, Fact. that dude just couldn't get it together. I have no idea where he's at. I know I he had his issues getting kicked out of the Air Force. Yeah, he, but he, he got in trouble, but I don't, I don't know where he's at either. I I, and I would love to speak with him just on yeah. that like what happened because what they said he did just doesn't quite register for me like dude yeah. like, what that does i don't like, know I, and i spent some time with him like yeah. and we were pretty cool and yeah. ultimately like as big of a turd as he was militarily he was an all right dude and he didn't lie to me like, right he respected me enough to not lie to me so yep. I, I just i'd like to hear yeah what, i don't know what the full story is because i only have like pretty i think you hit me up. Like, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about your boy? Yeah. And then uh, I asked Joe Haber. I was like, dude. And he's like, I, I know exactly what you just told me. They're keeping that on the low. They, like, and they did. Right. And they did, right? So even as much as I knew, like, um, he just told me, yo, man, it's all bullshit, man. It's, it's you know. And uh, he, I didn't want to ask a lot of questions because I didn't want to get involved in all that either. Yeah. But just, as much as I... The little bit I knew, that's that was all I knew, man. And yeah, he ended up OSI was investigating, and mm. and then he ended up, uh, yeah, going down, and getting in trouble. So, so something stuck. I don't know. OSI investigations are wild. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I had one, and the dude I served with in North Dakota, he was under investigation for OSI, and they bring me in. Mm-hmm. You know, they run give me all the questions, and the interviews are interesting because like they have to. They're like, okay, this now concludes your interview about Airman, yeah. Airman, Airman. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay. Uh, and like, but before you go, we have to know the answers to these two questions. Do you know anybody involved with the use or selling of any illegal substances? No. Do you know anybody who's involved with uh, child pornography or endangerment of children? It's like, No. Yeah, no. That's a really odd way to end this interview. Like, okay, you can go. It's like, and then I see both those guys at the bar, like over the like over the the next weekend. I was like, Office of Special Investigations is in the house. Like, and one of my boys looks at me. He's like, So, are you doing cocaine right here on the pool table? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, good point. I guess I really don't care. But yeah, whatever. It's odd that they're here, yeah. just standing out like a sore thumb. Funny. It was, but it's just like, yeah. So they they go in depth. The, the OSI interviews, even extracurricular yep. shit. Yep. Yeah, they asked me about SRAM, too. I had to talk to them. You had to go in? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they had to pull me in. I mean, I told them everything. I knew. Like, I'm like, I don't really know, man. You know? I don't know much. Like, so whatever. Yeah. It was what it was. It's kind of weird. Did you have to deal with OSI? I mean, with so the, that, In your career? Only that and... And did I rest? Only a couple of times, like that was it. Biggest one probably would have been that that one right there, them just interviewing me. So yeah, that same dude I was talking about, like that was the Grand Forks was our first duty station, mm-hmm. but he when he was at Shepherd, he uh, he got into it with OSI. It wasn't him, like his ex wife got involved with some addicts, and. He found out like his kid wasn't his kid, like 
and the timeline added up but they like raided his house and they found all kinds of shit like in the like drop panels and the base housing oh god yeah so this is just nuts yeah yeah so i don't know Mm. she kind of fucked fucked him over but Mm. gotta pick the right one i guess what's up with your ex-wife how'd that situation go down man so she passed away for real she did my ex-wife passed away man 2014 Oh, yeah, okay. Sure did. So shortly after I got out. Yeah, 2014. Um, yeah, you weren't here no. Yeah, I remember you weren't here no more. Uh, yeah. She had a uh, pulmonary embolism, which is a, a blood clot to the lungs. Um, you know, but I know she she made a lot of bad decisions, man. I know she was dabbling with some drugs that she shouldn't have been, and you yeah, know that's what happens, you know. Yeah. Well, when did um, you get custody of your sons? In the 90s? So, well, okay, so um, my oldest son was born at the end of the 90s. Uh, he was in 98, but um, we got divorced in uh, uh, 08, end of 08, 09-ish, right around there. I pretty much got him by default. Um, oh. You know, I, 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 I lawyered up, um, you know, went through the route that way, and basically I just asked for full custody, everything else, everything I asked for. Um, you know, she was going through some shit at the time and she didn't even respond to the, you know, the paperwork and all that. So, mm. it, uh, I mean, I, I went to court, there was a hearing, she didn't even show up. It's like, well, by default, you get everything like, wow. Yeah. And then that's how it, that kind of went down. She ended up, uh, moving back home and doing some, I don't know she moved around, but she ended up going back home and Yeah. And then I got a call that I caught a call from that night. I was on swings, man. We was working a, a damn generator job. There was a, it ended up being a generator change, but we were troubleshooting. And I was doing everything I could. I'm like, please don't be a damn generator, man. Mm-hmm. I'm checking the contactors. I'm checking everything, and I'm like, hmm, I'm starting to think this is a generator. <laughs> Son of a bitch, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I got notified that night, man. That's what it was, and I was like, holy shit. Really, that just happened, you know? Was she in contact with the boys? So, yeah, here and there, right? Mm. Um, you know, I know she meant well. You know, she tried to talk to him. They, they ended up spending that Christmas with her before that. So this happened, and she, she passed in April. So they, they hung out with her a few months before that. They were there for, uh, during Christmas that year. They got to go home and spend some time with her. So that's the last, you know, bit of good time they got to spend with her. Um yeah, it sucks. Cause I think Jaden Jaden might have been like 16 at the time, you know. I couldn't imagine, you know, losing your mom at that age. Like, that'd be just, you know. And then Zach. Zach was still kind of little, so it wasn't too bad. Let me see. 14, what the hell is it? Six years ago? So he would have been what? 10 or 11. 10, 11. Yeah, about 11. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. something like that. Yeah. But we ended up going. We, we ended up making the funeral. Like, we drove back to Texas and... Uh, you know, they went, they got to go to the funeral and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, that's part of my, I mean, that's, I mean, that's some freak shit, pulmonary embolism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the same time, I don't know, that's why I try to just take care of myself. Cause yeah. Whatever path she was on, you know, the universe called her home, but who knows where she was trying to go or get through, yeah. fight through. I mean, yep. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but like, I just try to just eat a bunch of green shit, stay loose healthy as possible eat all right just to kind of i don't know i just my mission i think is just to be here for 
a long time and just be there and instill as much goodness and just lessons and and life into my sons as as possible just yeah as i mean either way she was young like she was only 30 38 yeah something like that yeah before 40 i mean that's crazy that's young yeah 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 and it's yeah it's nuts but uh Hey, I meant to tell you so. I've been listening to your podcast, right? Uh-huh. I started listening to it. And I love it. And uh, oh yeah, thanks, man. I think uh, it's really kind of um, it's like therapy almost, you know? Because totally. you have a lot of uh, you you have a lot of guests on, and um, I mean, you guys all talk about positive shit, man. Nobody's really a Debbie Downer, um, you know. You bring a lot of good goodness out in in the conversations you know try to i mean i think that's just a lot of what life is i mean there's just enough negativity just from mainstream media to just a lot of people like to complain so i just want to flip it the other way just like when my kid says you can't wear shoes in the house instead of being like fuck you you little shit i'm not wearing shoes in the house just like you're right we yeah, don't wear shoes in the house, but daddy's right. not wearing shoes. So yeah. these 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 are slippers. So like, it's just yeah, just absolutely. a different perspective and just turning things light and you know, taking people, giving them the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. like in any conversation and flipping my response in a positive way. Like, well, sounds like you probably mean this, so I'm gonna and when it's time to for things to escalate, I mean Yeah, yeah. They do. But but yeah, I definitely definitely try to just use it as, as therapy for mm-hmm. sure and just get out a lot of my story and eventually get into to some accolades i mean i think this is like the first time i've talked about just being a successful military member like yeah I've, i bring it up and i mentioned it but I never talked about medals or any of my coin collection yeah. like yeah. militarily you do something good you get a coin you get coined yeah. by somebody yeah. hopefully a commander or a yeah. chief master sergeant something like that and i got some pretty cool some pretty cool ones but yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah. looking forward to telling that kind of stuff. And appreciate you coming on, dude, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, you got just a an interesting story. You don't see too often like dads getting custody. Like it's, that's true. And but you know it's the flip rare, side rare. of that, you know, if mom's not interested, or at least at the time. I mean, right. I, I can't even imagine what that's like just as as a kid to go through that like she wasn't even capable i mean at that time she wasn't even capable like her mind was not right and yeah. and it's good that she didn't try to fight it and you know it was just like i'm good with it right because i just came off a of deployment right right then like she lost her damn mind during that deployment because mm. she was taking she was so taking care of the kids and i mean really like the kids were it wasn't a good situation i mean you know she wasn't um really capable of taking care of him that time i really should have tried to get home earlier and you know step in there and didn't realize it was that bad until i got home and i was like oh my god you know like really crazy what was your parental situation like so me so both of my parents were military um both of them air force and uh i know your dad was air force i know your mom was yeah is that where they met yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so yeah, they met up in uh, so Montana, right? Um, Great Falls, Montana. They were stationed together, both supply troops. They were supply. Is there still right? a missile field there? I don't know. There's something still in Montana. Possibly. Just a, but, uh, just a bunch yeah, of nukes. I have no idea. So yeah, they they hooked up, and uh, that's where me and my brothers were born. And then uh, we ended up, you know, they got orders in Alaska. We went to Alaska. Um, and then my dad's father... Um, got diagnosed with cancer 
So we went to, uh, and they're from Columbus. He's from Columbus, Ohio. So we got stationed at Wright Pat, Dayton, Ohio, right, for yeah. a humanitarian. And uh, uh, that's where a majority of my childhood was was at, right? So for my, yeah, I grew up in uh, around Dayton, Ohio, man. It's the hood, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I got yeah. eye surgery there. Oh yeah, at Wright Pat. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my old stomping grounds when I was a little kid, and uh, and uh, anyways, so, um. But yeah, grew up there playing soccer. I'm a big soccer player back then, you know. Uh, Love that. And uh, yeah, ended up going with my mom later. Got uh, uh, she got custody when I was about, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen, right around fourteen. She was a Ramstein at the time. They they are my parents divorced right then. She remarried a dude. They were stationed in uh, my stepdad was military too. They was a Ramstein. So we did a year there, and then the follow-on was Shepherd. So that's how I ended up in Wichita Falls. Yeah, did a good 10 years there. That used to be what I called home. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but the desert, and what do you always say? The desert calls you home, desert right? Desert calls you home. So the desert is my home, man. Did 15 here in Tucson. and Wow. And, you know, that was from when I got stationed here, man, 15 years there, and then now I'm up at Loop, you know, uh, go, hoping to finish it out there. Don't know what I'm going to do when I get out, uh, but I know I love the desert, so it's going to be somewhere hot and dry. Yeah, you get, I mean, wherever I go. Did you think about the boneyard? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Big T's over there. Yeah. Uh, you remember Tyler Roderick? Yeah. AR guy. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, he got involved in that fuckery where the the plane turned the opposite so way. I, I heard that. I heard that. Um, so, I, like I said, I was listening to your podcast, and I, I heard that uh, oh, that episode yeah. right, and then um, I'm all like. I'm I'm going through just my head. I'm like, dude, I was definitely there when that happened. I had to have been, because I remember Roderick was a new dude. Because then he started in ISO and then he went to AR. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I was definitely there, but I don't remember all that happening. Like, I just, if I was there, you was there. Absolutely, and and I'm like, I don't remember this, but I I, I heard the whole thing. Yeah, not like how they hooked the lines up wrong and. He basically was like, no, I ain't signing that off. Good for him, right? Because no. if he didn't do it, I ain't sign that shit off either, man. And I was just thinking about that yesterday. Like, yeah. what do you do, though? Like, they had the manpower. Like, what does an E&E guy do if he's not comfortable signing that off would, at that exact time? Because we got three people. That would have like, signed. I need you to sign this I off. I know. Like, that would have been, I don't know, dude. That would have been rough. It would have been horrible. Somebody would have had to step up. And I mean, really? Because I knew you the first person to be like, nah, I ain't signing that out of anybody. You would be like, I ain't doing it. Yeah, if I, yeah. If I knew it was fuckery, like yeah. they had going yeah. on. Yeah. But that's, that got Parker fired. Yeah, okay. He moved okay. over to the training. Okay. Training monitor. So I do remember that. And then Valerio got demoted and I, then got kicked, I think, into I do remember that. Dual crib. That's he lost his seven level. That's right. Became and, a senior airman and shit. And then hit higher tenure that's, and got, that's right. That's how he got separated. So that's how okay, now it's all making like I remember all that. And then T just he didn't he was like, I'm out. He just didn't yeah. re enlist. He yet. just got out. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get in trouble though, did he? No. Like nothing happened to him. No. It shouldn't have. He didn't do anything. No, right, but, but he yeah. he wasn't in it. Right. No, exactly. He, but yeah, that's one of those Damn, I never got involved in too much like that. I mean, I made my military mistakes, but yeah. like definitely nothing safety, lawyer. Of, not safety <laughs> of flight. Like no, I mean no. we just everybody just shady shit, man. You're gonna get the you're gonna get the plane out, right? Yeah, and it always happens, but it's never to the point where you're like, I, I don't know, man. This could go wrong. Like I never did that, you know. Never nothing like that. Nothing crazy like that. They got an important job, man. Oh I mean, yeah, flight controls. Come on, dude. Yeah. that's. Huge red X. 
Yeah, that's that's a huge important job. So you got to make sure it's right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about. Cause, I mean, you get decent money at the boneyard. Yeah. But I just don't know if I want to turn wrenches so, and again. I, and I'm getting old, man. Like I, I you came are in, old. I came in old, old as fuck. Uh, I'm old as fuck. <laughs> straight up. But I came the in old, right? Oldest master sergeant at Luke Air Force Pro- Base. Probably damn near. <laughs> I would. I might put money on that. But uh, I uh, not a crack on you. <laughs> you look brand new. Yeah. I know people will be like, "Oh, you don't look that old, man." Yeah, if I long gonna get this haircut, man, you will hide all them grays coming out. Yep, I'm gonna fade you down. I'm gonna keep it tight. That's right. Um, but yeah, I came in at 25, man. So that's you know that's part of the problem right there. Mm. I came in a little older. I don't regret that though, cause I was a punk, man. I probably wouldn't have made it. I would have got kicked out. I had a mouth on me and had an attitude. Had you know I had that cocky swag. Nah, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have worked out. I joined at 19. If I would have joined later, I don't think I'd have made it to join. Like, I just would have got caught yeah. up in some fuckery. Just yeah. some dumb shit. Wrong place. Wrong yeah. time. Yep. Being with the wrong people all the time. I'd have ended up either in jail or mm-hmm. getting into some go on a beer run and yeah. fuck around and get killed or accidentally kill somebody yep. in, a, in a freaking street fight. Or just some stupid shit like that. Like, yeah. I, I definitely needed to. So, just lack guidance just had no guidance whatsoever so it's like my dad was just like you're gonna join the air force and i was just like okay you know it didn't fight nothing just like oh okay sounds good so and it worked out like fortunately it worked out got me here but if i didn't do that or if like dad never came back around or if i just decided not to join i just yeah. have no clue what that universe looks like yeah yeah at yeah. all but definitely i'm grateful for isn't it crazy how service you- I always look at it as like a fork in the road, right? You make a decision and all of this shit opens up from that one decision. And what what would happen if you never joined, right? You would have went that other direction in the road and you have no idea what would have happened or what would have became, right? I think so, I got... It's, it's nuts. I, don't, I try to verbalize this. That's something like... I'm not too into sci-fi, but I like exploring alternate yeah. universe type yeah. stuff. And I think, uh, think of things like that. So every decision you make... Yeah. Like will kick off your timeline and then you make a decision and your timeline then goes like this yeah yeah but that opposite part of the timeline maybe still goes right like it's in another universe and then you make another decision there but you wouldn't have been there there, and there and life just yes yeah yeah, yeah. and then every every decision you make is where you're consciously at and then either on a subconsciously or on a alternate timeline and just in an infinity theory like there's just yeah, all sorts of other stuff going on, and maybe that's what we tap into when we dream, or oh, okay. you know, just just shit, just shit, random shit like that, or when you're experiencing some some hallucinogenics, maybe you're just tapping into yourself at another moment in time, yeah. you know, or, or in history or an ancestor. I don't know. I just think of weird shit like that. They should make a movie like that, man. That would've been sweet. They probably have. I'm it's sure probably not have. that original. Yeah, you're right. They're like these dumbasses. They, 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 yeah. There's like 10 movies I can I'm gonna get a bunch like, of emails on that one. <laughs> no, like, no, you idiot. Granddad's basement at gmail.com. Email hey, email hey, the show. Yeah, hit that, <laughs> hit that up. That's funny. But uh yeah, man. I, I don't know. You know what I kind of want to do is like, I've been thinking about, um, you know, on the EC, um, in the back, they work on all that crap. There's civilians that do that. And I think it's, uh, I think it's L3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been always thinking about, man, what if I land a job with L3? Cause those dudes, right. So they'll deploy with the jet, they'll deploy, but they'll only go for like, unless it's changed. Cause I don't know. It's been years ago since I was on the, on the plane, but they'll deploy for only like two months at a time and make a mad stack. Oh yeah. And I mean, Dude, who can't pull 
two months. You, you gotta know? go to Waco for that though, I believe. Well, no, because they got they're here. They're, oh, they they work they work on the line too. Okay. Yeah, they're here. Stamps was working for L three. Brent in, Stamps. Yeah, in Texas for a minute. He went okay. He Did got he? out, so he was. So at, I didn't know he got out. He made tech, didn't he? I thought he made tech. Maybe. Well, he went to tech. He wouldn't be a tech school instructor. Yeah, That's him, the last I knew. Him him. and Freeze got voluntold. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Freeze is like back in the East Coast. I don't, I don't know where Freeze is. Yeah, he's he's at like uh, in Delaware or something like that. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe Dover. Dover. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. But he's he's close to he's close to he's Maryland. East, he's east. Oh well, because he's from around there. Yeah, he's from Baltimore. He's, ba- he's a Baltimore fan, so. Yeah, he's from somewhere in Maryland. Okay. So he's out there, but then uh, Stamps put in like a package for lieutenant, got okay. declined. He might have had a line for tech or maybe just put tech on, but he I decided he, he just decided to. He got out. Yeah, he just got out flat out, and then it was uh, with L3 for a minute. He flipped some house, made some decent money in Michigan. Yeah. And then he's in, while well, he was a tech school instructor, he met a young lady. Okay. And then she's stationed in North Carolina. Yeah, And that's right. where he's at now. Shaw, but he's doing, Shaw or something? Is he at Shaw? Nah, Shaw's in South Carolina. I had orders there out of tech school, oh, so I wound up in North Dakota. Um, I forget what's it. Carolina. Maybe Seymour? Yeah, Seymour Johnson. That sounds right. Yeah, he's got Charleston and Shaw in South Carolina. Okay. And then Pope shut down. Oh, so, I didn't even know that either. Okay. Because it was a joint base. It was like inside Bragg? It was. It was, it was part of, with Army. I think it was Fort Bragg. I don't know. Whatever. I think they shut down <laughs> the Pope side, and I don't think they have 130s there anymore. Or it's real. They real downsized it. I thought they were a fighter base. I thought Pope was like 16s and stuff. Pope had C-130s there because they, oh, had, did they okay. had special forces army there. So okay. they were jumping out of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how what their main plane is. Like there's C-130s here no one knows about either. <laughs> it's oh, all I know. A-10s. Every time I'm like, yeah, I was down to DM. They're oh, A-10s. And I was like, really? I was on C-130s most of the time down there. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he has some truck company. Dope. It's just him. Like he's Stamp, just, stamp he, stuff? Yeah, he just d- runs deliveries. Man. I don't know to what capacity. I haven't I, talked to him in a few months, but he's trying to figure out a way to get here. I was like, dude, I don't want to do a phone one with you, bro. He was actually my first house guest. That's cool. Yeah, Stamps is my dude. Like, right when I was getting out, me and him started kind of getting tight. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he's good. He's, he's, he came in at 19. He was actually, yeah. like, one of the first dudes I yelled at as an NCO, <laughs> like, on some dumb shit. Just, but he was being dumb, and I was taking too much care into what I thought was the point um <laughs> you got to get in that ass a little bit all right and it did it, it was cool it was when the dock box was upstairs okay uh, but yeah but that's uh, old school yeah he oh, kept gotcha. we closed on the crib and uh he's like i'm gonna come see you my uh yeah, yeah. my brother works for southwest i get free flights i'll be there i'll be there yeah this that, date and he was my wait. first house guest yeah we that's closed cool. in like june yeah middle of june and he was here like august what year when was this 18 okay and then Lucas was here like a few months after that. So I knew Lucas was on the show. Well, I was on the phone. I ain't got to that. Well, I ain't got to that episode yet. Oh. I'm, I'm on like 24, 25-ish. I, I just got into 2020. I think it's January or February. I don't know. I, got, I don't know. I'm trying to watch them. Or I'm trying to listen to them all in order. And uh, I'm somewhere around there. Down for some growth. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, as this thing grows, expands. Like I just got the, uh, the intro track. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm finally... I'm going to use one, yeah. and I'm, we're just doing the final touches right now for episode 50, which 
Okay. Everybody, by the time you hear this episode, episode 50 is the premiere of the, <laughs> the new go. intro track. And then there you go. outros, I'll probably still leave a little creativity there. Just mm-hmm. a new beat or you know, mm-hmm. song if I ever get it done. And I just like to just throw a soundbite from the boys or something random like at the end. Uh, just who's that? Who's that dude the, you got on the? He sings that song. It's uh, feels good to be king. That's my boy James. Like yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, James. So you've had him on too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool. Uh, yeah, I met him at a coffee shop. Yeah, and he's uh, just a cool young cat. He's like the same yeah. age as my brother, uh, and it's just the stark difference in personalities between like him and my brother. They're just uh, it's like that's wow. cool. Yeah, it's just I, I like chopping it up with that dude he's cool as hell but he gave me like an exclusive performance on the cast that that was that was cool i like that so yeah yeah throw that one back on there something in the water is the name of that song but yeah i kind of produced it after okay just recorded it standing right there that's That's cool one take nice yeah just folk folk type music but yeah i like that that feels good to be king he's like you know i wrote that song about a veteran i was like he's like if you actually listen to the lyrics like a guy who comes back from war Oh wow! And, okay, like, all just right. having a hard time figuring stuff out. But, yeah, yeah. It feels good to be king, especially when all your subjects are broken little things. Yes. As soon as okay. I heard that opening, okay. the opening broken bar of that, I was like, "Yeah, fucking, I like that shit." And then so, it feels good to be kind, right? Yeah. The next lyric. Yeah. See, I, I'm paying attention. It's the only thing that keeps you alive. Yeah. I'm yeah, alone like most of the time now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good track. And bring that back. I haven't played that one in a while. I jammed out a bunch of beats like over the summer, just random nights, just like weeks on end, just staying up till midnight, one, two a.m. Just in here, and I was just going through beats, and I was like, "What is this one from August 10th? Because I haven't listened to mm-hmm. any of these last nine since I made them." Mm-hmm. And I was like, first one I put on, I was like, "Oh, that's the intro. Like it, mm-hmm. something, something to vibe to, something to ride to." It'll make you feel good, make you think. Like, it's just, I, I just dig the beat. It's dope. I like it. Hell yeah. You want me to do that haircut? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Donnie, thanks for coming to the basement, man. It's good to see you. All right. It's been a little bit. Appreciate you coming through. Yeah. No Everybody problem. be cool. Check on a vet. Hug your loved ones. Chip! Yeah, there it is. Like, give me a chip. Oh. We real hood in here. Ooh. Static and all. I wrote a poem today. Straight out the basement. Recognize I'm not a fucking rapper. I'm a husband and a father and a bastard. Alright. I got a brother that I never met. He passed away. His DNA yet lives in me. I hold that nigga up today. Hold up. This life a real motherfucker. Uh-huh. Phone disconnected at my grandfather's. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. zipped him in that body bag. That really fucking happened, G. I know that's really fucking sad. What the fuck? But I'm up from the trailer park. Please excuse the blunt to spark and tell me how'd you fucking start. Black and white boy in a black and white world. And I'm never mixed up, nigga. Fuck what y'all heard. Fuck what you talking about. Nigga, fuck what y'all heard. I'm in my own lane. Never mind how I swerve. I really kind of glide with a pop in my curl. I'm a family man first, so you better heed the words. Family man, family man, I'm a gangster. What up, though? Family man, family man, I'm a gangster. Family man, up, family though? man, but I'm a gangster. Tell me who you fucking with and tell me what you think. What up, though? What up, Donnie B? Chill. Yo. Ha <laughs> ha! Life is good now, up from the have-nots. 
It's real smooth, real clean when the rain stops. Holler out with up though. Every time you see me, please excuse the buzz I smoke. You know I gotta be me. And if you know me, then you know it's always love. Flowing in the basement, bobbing heads with my sons. I'll show you what to vibe. I'll show you when to ride. I'll show you where to glide and bro. I'll show you who to slide. I'll show you my whole life, and you can always ask me why. What I really wanna show you is what it's like to be alive. Be alive. Be alive, live, live. All the smiles and the frowns, and you die, die, die. In between it all, then we shine, shine, shine. Shine, shine, shine. Hey! Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's, that's it. it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. 14 bars. 14 bars. <laughs> I made my point. That's it. I, I, I know when it's time to leave. You know, I don't want to overstay my welcome. What up, stick? What up, ma? What up, bandits? What up, Odins? What up, Reigns?